Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success. When you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline, you will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another amazing episode on our Business Leaders Network show on the Inspired Choices Network, where I'm proud to be on this network to be able to share with you guys every single week tools, strategies, tips that can help you guys grow your business, your network, your influence, and your impact. And today, we're talking all about optimizing community to work less and make more. But before I dive into that, it's been brought to my attention that some of you guys have no clue who the famous J.R. Spear is. And I say that because even people that are in my community that know who I am, and they they still want to call me this funnel guy. I'm like, come on, don't ever call me the funnel guy. If you want to make someone mad or piss them off, you know, call them something that they don't want to be identified as. And it really opened up my eyes to really show me that there are still people in my inner circle that have no clue who I am. And this is really important for you guys to know, because sometimes when we feel like we talk about our story all the time, we really don't talk about our story enough. Every person in your inner circle, every person in your communities, every person that you come in contact with, your job is to make it sure that they understand who you are, what you do, what brought you in to this world. Why do you do what you do? What can you do to really help people? And if they don't know the story, you need to try to make sure that they do it. And so I'm going to, before I dive in and going into the details of optimizing community to work less and make more, I really want to really dive in a little bit about my story about who I am. So that way you guys get a good sense of why you should even listen to me in the first place. And why, why do I feel like I know a little bit something about business or communities or, you know, making money online or all these different things? Because for you guys to really trust what I have to say, you have to know the person behind what's being said. And for you guys, when you guys are out there talking to your community, when you are out there talking to your network, are you doing a good job of telling people about what you do? Here's a a really good example. When people, when when we find our favorite song and like from a, a favorite band or whatever like that, they, you know, how many times have you listened to that favorite song? probably over and over and over again, where you could probably recite all the words. And even to the point of you might become a raving fan of theirs. And even from that raving fan, you might be waiting to see, are they coming to my town for a concert? And when they come to your town for a concert, you do everything you can to make sure you go to that concert and you prioritize going to that concert and you move your schedule around, you're making sure that it's a priority and all these other things because it's important to you. Well, are people making making the time that they spend with you important and valuable because they value who you are, what you have to say, the, the resources you're able to give? And if not, what can you do differently to help you make sure that they are making it a priority, that they're showing up to your calls, that you're showing up to your community, that they're showing up to the things that you have to be able to give and provide? So my name is J.R. Spear, and I'm going to take you back to my early days of my childhood because this is where my story really begins. You know, I uh, I always joke saying that, you know, I came out of my mom kicking. 
you know, I'm one of five kids. I'm the second oldest in my family. And we grew up in a, you know, a single family home. My mom's single mom with four kids and I'm the only boy. So I grew up in a house full of five women. But, you know, when I say I came out of my mom kicking, the reality is because she grew up doing teaching martial arts and fitness and things like that. And uh, since she was about 10 years old and when she became an adult, she was, you know, owned her own business in school. And so me and all my sisters, we grew up in the martial arts school. We grew up teaching. We grew up serving. We grew up doing events. We grew up doing all these different things. And so I didn't know anything different. I remember there was one point in time when I was uh, really little and I go to my mom, I go, you know, mom, why don't I, why don't I play any sports? And here's the funny thing is I played football from seven years old all the way through sophomore year of high school. I played ice hockey for about, you know, I don't know, five plus years or something like that and absolutely loved it. But I remember even during that time, I go, mom, why don't, why don't they play any sports? And she goes, what are you talking about? You do, you do, you do karate, you do martial arts. I go, that's not a sport. You know, everyone does that. And she goes, no, not everyone does it. You know, it it is a sport. It is something different and unique about who you are. And the reason why I say that is because I personally thought that every kid growing up did martial arts. Every kid grew up, did karate or something, and they had to learn self-defense. They had to be exposed to it because that was my everyday life. I didn't know anything different. I went to, to school and then I went straight to the martial arts school and I would be teaching and training and all these different things. And that was my life. So from a very young age, I grew up in the martial arts school. And I remember the point in time where I kind of got you know sucked in to start teaching. And then I was about 10 or 11 years old. And the, the way that I started teaching was my mom got sick or something and she needed someone to teach classes and there was no one else around. And I was like, so I was the only one there. It's like, I, okay, you know, I guess go, go send Jared there. Joe, drop him off. He'll teach all his classes. And we had a pretty big school at this time too. And I, I remember like going out on the mat and like, man, I never did anything other than like lead some kicks or maybe help someone with their cause and forms and stuff like that. But I guess I can lead a whole class. And it was at that moment where I really found a love and passion for teaching. And I was uh, kind of dealt, you know, dropped right in the middle of it, didn't know anything about it and ended up becoming the, you know, the start of my entire career in my life. And, you know, even from a very young age at eight years old, I remember uh, being in church and it was at South County Baptist Church in St. Louis, Missouri. And we're we're sitting in there and uh, you know the pastor does an altar call. And out of my own response, you know, I got up and walked up there and wanted to give my life to Christ. And so at eight years old, and you know, I gave my life to Christ and accepted him in my heart. And uh, I walked up to the front and the pastor, and it's a small church, so there's probably only a couple hundred people there. And he looks down and he's like, hey, JR, so what do you want to do someday? And I look up to him and I say, I want to be just like you. And I didn't know what that meant at the time, you know, being a pastor or whatever, but I wanted to teach. I wanted to serve. I wanted to help people. And so ever since a young age, I knew that I was born and created to teach, to serve, to help people, to make a bigger impact more than just me. And so I started teaching when I was about 10 or 11 years old in martial arts. And then even through high school, you know, that 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 journey just continue on. I traveled all over the country, competed on a national level in Taekwondo, did American kickboxing. I was on a pro kickboxing team for for a long time before I left the military. And then I was did a lot of Muay Thai and uh, some Kaji Kimbo with some great leaders some Judo and you know so many different forms of martial arts that I couldn't even tell you what is what unless I really paid attention to it because it all intertwined as one within the styles that I was trained to do. 
And so even through high school, you know, I had opportunities to travel to different schools and places and even even like grade schools to teach my peers about self-defense and awareness. And I say this because from a very young age, I was not a stranger when it came to leading, not a stranger when it came to teaching or any any as such. And it just continued on my journey when I left the high school and went right into the military. So out of high school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, yes, I knew martial arts. Yes, I love to teach. But, you know, there was a period in time where I was rebellious and getting into trouble and doing all the stupid things that high schoolers do. And I needed to, you know, have some direction in my life and knew I didn't want to go to college and uh, just didn't really know what else I want to do. So my grandmother encouraged me and uh, drove me to the recruiting station, said, hey, you know, you need to go in there and change your life and don't come out until you sign up for a service. And at that time, I knew I didn't want to go into the Army or I didn't want to go into the Air Force. My uncle was in the Marine and my grandfather was retired 22 years in the Navy. And uh, I remember looking at my grandma saying, you know, I don't want to go to the Marine Corps because they just work too hard. So I'll uh, I'll go join the Navy. So I went to the Navy's recruiter's office and signed up for the same job my grandfather was, which was an aviation boatsman handler, which was a, a purple jacket of fuel men on the big ships. And uh, little did I know that God had a different plan for me. So end up uh, a year later after signing up, I ended up going to boot camp because I was still part. I was still in high school. I had to had to graduate and then, you know, end up going to boot camp. And inside boot camp, I found a different job called uh, as an RP, which stands for religious program specialist. And essentially uh, an RP is security for the chaplain and provides administrative tasks for the chaplain, especially during time of war. And so I signed up as an RP, and little did I know, I ended up spending the next four years of my military career with the Marine Corps. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I absolutely loved my time with the Marines. And, and even today, some of my closest friends I have met while I was either deployed to Iraq and in the military and service with. And so went did my four years in the military. And then when I got done, when, when I went to Iraq in 2006 and 2007, shortly after I was done with my contract in the military and I decided not to to re-up and I wanted to you know put family as a priority versus just wanting to make a career in the military. You know, I had a beautiful girlfriend at the time and wanted to say, hey, you know what, I can either choose to stay with her or I can stay in the military. And I knew if I stay in the military that I would lose her. And so I ended up getting out of the military and uh, shortly later end up proposing to who is my beautiful wife today and uh, end up being with her now this September. We've been together. Um, I'm sorry, this September, we've been married 14 years and November we've been together 19 years, you know, since 2004. And so I, uh, I decided to go that route and I'm, I'm definitely very thankful and blessed for that because now we got four kids. You know, we have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and now a five-week-old. And uh, definitely there is no dull moment in life. And this is important for you guys to know because, you know, I, I have gone through a heck of a lot and I have a lot of experience, even at my young age of who I am to be able to teach and tell you guys about how to build businesses. Because right out of the military, first off, growing up in a family owned business, being able to teach martial arts and having the leadership skills and the training of that small business to go into the military and learning systems and processes and leadership and how to conduct myself with the discipline that the military teaches. And then getting out of there, I opened up my own martial arts school in 2007 uh, and then ended up selling that after a few years, built a massive fitness business in four cities for about a decade and then transitioning to 
you know, building an advertising agency to business consulting to running a franchise publication to to doing about seven years of B2B sales in the corporate to help increase my knowledge and my skill set, as well as government contracting, uh, contract sales. So my experience and my knowledge is very wide, you know, spread on what I can teach and what I can do and why I'm able to stand here today to tell you exactly what you need to do to really optimize community to work less and to make more money. So that way you guys don't make the same mistakes that I did. So we're going to come, we're going to go to on our first break here in about 30 seconds or so. But when we come back, I really want to dive into some really key things that I have really discovered over the past, you know, 16 plus years or my entire lifetime of figuring out what it takes to actually build a successful business. And I'm going to give you guys a step-by-step process of what you guys can do to making sure that you guys don't make the same mistakes. Now, I only have a short period of time to go over so many so many different things. But if you guys are listening to this, I want you guys to grab a pen and paper because I'm going to break down some very key steps that you guys need when it comes to community and why building a community is important when it comes to the growth and success of your guys' business. So if you guys are tired of chasing down leads all the time, if you guys are tired of always doing that one sale all the time or always looking for that one high ticket client or always looking for that one thing to help make sure that you are able to put food on the table or able to pay your employees or whatever it may take. I'm going to tell you guys what I do and what I do now and why I, I why I run my businesses the way that I do now with little to no overhead and able to keep more money in my pocket versus having to give it all the way from more expenses. So stay tuned, get a, get a pen and paper, make sure you guys are focused and listening in and I will see you back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Navigating the business world can be daunting. Welcome to the Business Leaders Network, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs ready to share invaluable experience. As a BLN member, enjoy dynamic networking opportunities with high-level entrepreneurs, learn cutting-edge strategies from industry experts, and gain a platform to showcase your business. Get started today for only $37, which is less than your daily cup of coffee. Join a community that can transform your business. Visit www.blncommunity.com to get started. Your success is our mission at BLN. Let's navigate the business world together. And now back to the show. Like every week, I want to invite you guys to join us as one of my VIP guests inside of our online community. And you can go to blncommunity.com. Why is it important for you guys to be there? Because you get to hang out with awesome people like me. But no, in reality, we get to, we, we give you guys tools and resources every single week that help you grow in leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, finances. We have breakout rooms so that you can grow your network, make new friends, build relationships that can help you guys grow and grow your influence and your impact. And I can tell you, you know, we're, I was just talking to my my business partner, Dr. Nate Sala, and, uh, you know, we, we were having having a conversation with some people on our sales team, to, you know, right before this, this, uh, this interview right now. And, and he was saying, you know, we're talking about stories and different impact or different things that's happened that that excites us about BLM. But he was sharing a story about a connection that he's made inside of our BLM community. Now, you got to keep in mind, he spent, I think he said, 25, 26 years in education himself. He teaches on university level. He has his uh, his doctorate degree in entrepreneurial leadership. And he he has built, I don't know how many different businesses, but you know, spent how many tw- over 26 years as an entrepreneur really making an impact to help people. And he said like this, you know, BLN has brought more connections and a lot faster than anything that he's ever done inside of his business. But this one connection that he's made 
was uh, inside the BLM community. And during that conversation, he said both of them were able to exchange good ideas and resources that they were each able to add another fifty dollars to $100,000 inside of each of their businesses by the new connection, the new software, and the new tools that they're both using to share. So you may not find your perfect client inside of our community. You may say, hey, you know what? No one in there is really my ideal client. No one there is actually going to buy my services. I'm going to tell you that's the number one mistake that you're making when it comes to building a network and growing your influence and growing your impact to help you guys move the needle forward in your business. Because part of business is about growing your network, building relationships and connections. And everywhere you go, you need to understand that every single person in this room knows another person. So when you're building these connections, they may not be your ideal or perfect client, but it's your job to really make sure you take the time, build that connection with them, build that relationship with them, find out what makes them tick, tick find out who they are, and see what you who you guys can help and refer to help each other with your guys' businesses. So it's not may not be that direct person, but it could be a direct referral, either second or third person down. And that's really important to understand about any community. But I say that because you know Dr. Nate even at his caliber of who he is, what he's been able to do over the past, you know, his entire adult life as an entrepreneur. And, and not just that, he's been a mentor of mine for more than 15, 16 years itself. And just really been able to, just from our community, add a huge amount of impact from one conversation, from one relationship, from one resource inside of our business leaders network community. So if you have not checked out our community, you need to do so. Go to blncommunity.com, click on Guest Pass, fill in your information. We'll shoot over the times. Try us out, see if we're a good fit. Love for you guys to be part of what we are doing. Go to blncommunity.com, check us out, and we will love to see you there on one of our weekly calls. But that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about optimizing community to work less and make more. And the, the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs today, we're constantly trading time for money. And I know we all hear about this, like, okay, here's another conversation about trading time for money and all these different things. But here's here's the funny thing is, you know, we hear things so many different times, but it's like it's like buying a book, but if that book sits on the shelf you're and you never actually read it, then it becomes useless. So we're saying, if you're hearing this and saying, okay, train time for money, but then you never really implement anything that you're taught and how to do, then what is the point of actually studying, learning, or even listening to me right now? It's pointless. Implement the things that you guys learn that you hear so that way you guys can continue to make growth inside of your business. I was speaking at an event in uh, Denver this past week, and I was actually blown away about some basic things, things that I thought are kind of, you know common sense when it comes to social media. And, you know, the, I'm in this room and it was a last minute. I mean, I, I, I spoke on one day and then but on uh, Friday, I was just sitting in the audience and and participating. But then I messaged the host and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm really seeing a trend on the topics that people are talking about and the questions that they're asking. Can I have 15 minutes to just get up there and deliver a simple message that I know can really make an impact and a difference in every single person in this room? And so she gave me the permission to be able to do so. So I got up there and I said, hey, how many of you guys have ever heard of this? And I, I, I kid you not, out of this room full of entrepreneurs who are doing huge things and podcasting and all, all, you know, speak on stages and they're all authors and stuff like that, only one hand went up. I was like, whoa, that just blew my mind. One hand out of all these people in this entire room knew exactly what I was talking about. 
This is important to know because as entrepreneurs, it goes back to me telling you my story. It goes back to really understand the basis of businesses. When we feel like what we're talking about all the time becomes monotonous or you know, an everyday thing that we say, or just basic common sense. I'm going to, the reality is it is not common sense and people need to hear what you have to say and they need to hear it over and over again. It goes back to the example of that concert of, you know, how many times do you want to go out and hear this concert so you can see it again? And yet it's like a different experience every single time. How many times you guys opened the Bible and you heard the same scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that whoever gave his only son shall live, but have everlasting life. How many times you heard that, but then one day in your life, it actually became alive. It happens to us all the time. You know, what we what we hear all the time may not become alive at that moment, but sometimes things are said at that exact moment that we needed to hear it to make the difference or the impact or for us to actually wake up and hear what's being said. So for what you guys are teaching, what you guys are talking about, whatever your core offer is, whatever it is, you need to talk about it. You need to talk about it often so people can hear it. So when it comes to optimizing community to work less and to make more, we need to make sure that we are always out there growing our network and doing different things. And we talk about t- trading time for money and all these different things. I've done the one-on-one coaching. I've And I still do it with, with very high-level entrepreneurs. I've done one-on-one personal training. I've teach martial arts one-on-one. But I can tell you, nothing beats more than a group coaching, group community, group fitness, group whatever. Because instead of just selling one-on-one to one person, now you're selling to many. And instead of spinning, being capped out on time for 10, 15 hours a week that you're capped out to do, and yet you're burnt out to the max because you're trying to coach all these people, plus you're trying to you know, do you know, catch up on the actual work and business side of things. And you're like, where does the time go? Well, if you ever want to scale, you have to understand the, form, the, the formula for scalability. Well, the formula for scalability is to making sure that you have the right people in place so that way you can create the systems and processes that allows you to delegate the work inside of your business so you can actually participate in your business, which removes you in, from the business. So if you're not working on the scalability formula of creating the systems and processes that allows you to delegate so that way you can participate, then you're always going to be burnt out struggling and chasing new clients. So when it comes to optimizing community, I'm going to go through the foundational pieces right now that we all need to know. And it all starts with understanding vision. We need to know where we are going before you can even start creating, before we can even start doing. But nothing beats nothing beats success or growth faster than building the community, leveraging other people's networks. And if you guys want to get high quality leads, you want to grow your pipeline so fast faster than you ever could when it comes to even social media or when it comes to you know direct mail, whatever it may be, is by leveraging other people's networks, other people's communities, and being able to use that to drive your pipeline, to drive relationships to what you have to offer so you can gain the trust of those. But it's a lot better when you can actually build a community of raving fans, of people who are excited to buy from you, that want to show up every single day, and that want to contribute that want to engage because when you get people excited and engaged in one place, then the, then that's going to be contagious and everyone is going to want that. But when you want to build anything, not even just community, anything, the start of any business always starts with vision. You need to know where you're going. You need to know what you want it to look like. You need to know what what is that what, what are the things that excites me that's going to keep me motivated to keep wanting to go. 
Because if we just keep showing up every single day doing the same thing over and over and over again, well, eventually we're going to get burnt out. I hate doing what you're doing. And I've been in that place. I've served, served so many clients, people that I should never have taken their money from because they didn't align with the vision about where I was going to go. They weren't propelling me to the place of where I wanted to go. So no matter where you are at in your business, if you're just starting out or you've been in business for a long time, I want to encourage you guys, go back to that vision. Where, where is it that you want to go? What do I want my life to look like? Where do I want to live? What does what is my financial, you know, you know, being look or state look like? What do I want my family engagement, my personal relationships to look like? What do I want my business to look like? How do I want to structure my day? Do I want to work two hours a day? Do I want to work three days a week? Do I want to work? You know, I'm I'm a workaholic and I just love working. 20, 30, 40, 60 hours a week? What does that look like? Only you can answer that from a personal level, but we need to start with vision and understand where it is that we're going to go. It's like running a marathon. You know, I, I, I was talking to a friend yesterday. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly exercising, I'm working out and everything like that. But I will tell you that until, unless I'm signed up for a race of some kind, you know, I used to be a, a pretty avid triathlete. You know, I would I was doing like, I don't know, up until my later years, five, probably five to six triathlons a year. And I did it for about seven or eight years. Dr. Nate Sala, my business partner, is the one that got me hooked into the triathlons. But I will say that I never took my workout as seriously or pushed myself harder. You know, right now it's like, okay, you know, when you're when you're not training for something, you work out, you exercise, but you're not pushing yourself as hard as you would if you actually had an end result of where you're going. And so I remember those days when I was running those triathlons, man, I was in great shape. I looked good. I felt good. I was always had this high energy and it was just, it was just an amazing feeling. And I, and I look and I think about that. I'm like, man, I felt like that because I was always chasing, knew where I was going. I was doing it for a purpose. I was doing it for a reason. And I was training, not just to train, but I was training because I knew that it was for something. So you got to know your vision, but you got to know the purpose of why you're doing what you are doing. What is that big thing that's going to kick, that's going to tick and really help you guys get out of bed every single day? And it has to be personal. Don't make your purpose superficial. I was like, okay, you know, if you're a fitness coach, you're like, I want to help as many people lose weight. Well, that's great. You know, that, that but that only lasts for so long. So, you know, I've, I've helped over a thousand plus people lose weight and get stronger and whatever like that. But that didn't light the fire inside of me. I mean, yes, I loved making a difference. Yes, I loved helping people. Yes, I loved, you know, giving people some, you know, feel better and be stronger and all these different things. But that didn't really drive me on the inside. So for me personally, when I think about my purpose, it's really, really simple. But it took me more than 15 plus years to be able to figure it out. And it took me having kids to really figure it out. But my purpose in life is to really disciple my kids to be disciples of Christ. And the thing that drives me is really saying, you know, never to have my kids look up at me and say, Daddy, I'm hungry. Because being that provider and being that, that person to really the, to care for my family and making sure that they have a roof over their head, that they have the food that they enjoy, that, that we get to go on trips that we want to do. I mean, I was, just, I was just thinking about over this past weekend about how blessed that me and my family truly are. I mean, this year alone, I mean, I didn't even see the, I never even saw a beach until I was 17 years old when I went on my first airplane and because it was on a missions trip. And here I'm like, man, our vacations growing up, which I absolutely love, so there's nothing against it, but my vacations grew up, you know, consisted of going to a campground with a tent and on a float trip with my family. And I loved it. That was, we looked forward to it every year, but that's all we could afford. That's all we can do. But this year alone, I'm like, 
man, I have four kids now, a wife, and we've already, you know, this year we've gone, to, we'll be going to Florida twice for, you know, the, coming up on two weeks that so we'll be there in one time. We've been to France for two and a half weeks. We've been to St. Louis a couple of times to visit family. And, you know, and plus we are constantly doing things on the weekend, but I'm like, these are things that I had never been able to do as a kid. And I love having the luxury of being able to say, I can pick up and go whenever I want. I can cancel a call whenever I want because being with family is more important to me than making that extra dollar to do something else. I can say, hey, kids, you're not going to school for the next couple of weeks. We'll just homeschool or whatever like that. And I can take them with me. We can go on a trip for however long we want. But that's my vision. That's the way I want my life to be. And that's and I won't sacrifice those things because those are the things that drive me to do what I do. If your purpose and your vision, or if you're not clear on your purpose and vision, you need to start there. Uh, we're going to come back. I'm going to go through some key foundational pieces, and then we're going to dive into the a formula for optimizing your community. So stay tuned. We'll come back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Stuck in growth and need more time to serve your clients? Let J.R. Spear and his Creed Consulting team help. We offer a full done-for-you service, strategizing and building your program to scale fast. From video shoots to web design and automation, we've got you covered. Our expertise gives you more time to deliver the quality your clients deserve. Ready to build faster and serve better? Call us today at 314-221-9216 and let's kickstart your coaching program and build the quality quality of product your clients deserve. And now back to the show. What's up, everyone? My name is JR, and I am your host on the Business Leaders Network, and we are on the Inspired Choices Network. Every week, we go live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and I would love to invite you as one of my VIP guests inside of our online community, the Business Leaders Network community. You can go to blncommunity.com, register, and join us on one of our amazing calls every single week. So where we teach you on leadership, sales, marketing, systems, process, and finances. They give you opportunities to speak on panel talks. We, you have opportunities to go in breakout rooms with amazing entrepreneurs to grow your network and your relationships. So go to blncommunity.com. All right. Today is all about optimizing community to work less and to make more. And we talked on the first part of our, half of our show about my story, but also leads you into the first thing of foundational pieces when it comes to building any business. And it starts with your vision and purpose. So if you haven't, if you missed the first half of our show and you didn't catch that, I want to ask you guys to go back, watch, listen to the replay or watch it on your favorite channel so that way you guys can listen to that. But it all starts with vision and purpose. The next thing when it comes to building any type of business, when it comes to building any type of community or of no matter what it is, I don't care if you're selling, selling a pen or a pencil, or if you guys are out there selling high ticket coaching, we all need to follow these key things. And that is identifying who your perfect client is. We say, we hear this all the time. Who is your avatar? Who's your ideal client? Who, who do you want to work with? But that is the truth. Because if you don't really understand who your perfect client is or who you want to attract and who do you want to serve, you're never going to be able to go out there and build a thriving business. You'll just you'll be continue just wasting hours, pumping the grind, doing the same thing to people that are going to continue saying no. But when you know who your perfect client is, you know their family history, you know about their, their ages, the males, females, the things that they like, the things that they dislike, and what makes them take the problems that they have, it's a lot easier to steer those conversations to the direction that you want them to go, which is to buy your products and services. Because if you're constantly marketing and talking to people that don't want your, what you have to give because you don't didn't take the time to really understand who your ideal clients are, they're always going to keep saying no. 
So your first part of any type of business is to really understand who is your perfect client. You need to know, ask yourself, is this person for me? And for is an acronym that stands for family, occupation, and recreation. Once you figure out who your perfect client is, the next thing is really identifying your big promise. Your big promise is a simple message. If you can't communicate what you do to people, well, then people are never going to understand what you even have to offer because a confused mind is never going to buy. If you're ever talking to someone and they and and you're getting like this deer in the headlights type look, like, huh, I have no clue what, what they just said. Well, the reality is then you probably don't have your message clear enough. Or if someone keeps asking questions it's like, hey, can you explain what this is? Can you explain what that is? Then your message isn't clear enough. But you want to break it down in such a clear, concise message. You know, back in the early days of entrepreneurship, you know, we're always taught about our elevator pitch. I love the elevator pitch. It's something really short and to the point of what you do. But we live in a digital age and everyone's attention span is super, super small. But also the amount of space that you have to explain what you do on almost every social platform is typically about 14 to 15 words or less. So you got to break your message down in about 15 words or less to say who it is, what you do, who you serve, and what's the desired outcome. I'm going to give you this really simple formula. Write this down. I help who get desire. So you can change that word help to empower, to inspire, to whatever it may be. But if you break it down really simple, I help who get desire. Now, that word desire is what you're going to input the desired outcome that people want. And don't if you're a fitness coach, just say, I help women lose weight. Well, why do they want to lose weight? Because losing weight necessarily isn't the real desire. We want to go deep so we really attract the right people. But why do they want to lose weight? Well, they want to lose weight because they want to feel good. Why do they want to feel good? Because they want to go out there and have the confidence to be able to land a better job. They want to have the confidence to feel sexy for the significant other. They want to have the confidence to be able to do whatever. Or they want to lose weight because they want to have the energy for their kids. Well, why do you want to have the energy with the kids? Because they want to look at you as the role model. And you want to be able to keep up with them. You want to be that parent that is out there, be able to do everything you can with them so they know that you're involved. Whatever that is, you got to really dial in and figure out what is that desired outcome that people want. Why do they want to lose weight? When you take this a big this big promise statement saying, I help who get desire, figure out who that person is, or I help, or I inspire, I empower, but I help who, who is that who? And don't just say women, don't just say people, don't just say men, whatever it may be. You got to break it down. It's like, I help men, or I help small business owners, or I help solopreneurs. I help speakers, coaches, and authors. So if you ask me, I say, I help speakers, coaches, and authors generate wealth. Because that's ultimately what people want. They want to generate that wealth. That's the desired outcome they want. They want more money. So I help small business owners. I help speakers, coaches, and authors generate more wealth. I help solopreneurs generate wealth. What is that? Why do they want to generate wealth? Well, then that can stem, stem into further conversations. So that's your big promise statement. You got to know your purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. You got to know the vision of where you're going. You got to know who your perfect client is asking yourself, is this person for me? Family, occupation, recreation. You got to know your big promise statement because a confused mind is never going to buy. So you got to be very, very clear on what that is. And you got to know your big seven. What is that big seven? That's the seven biggest problems your perfect clients have. And we have to know all these things before we can go out and build a thriving community so you can work, work less and be able to have a thriving a community of raving fans so that we can work less, optimize more, and be able to make more money, more impact, more influence. But before you do anything, before you can even build a community, you got to make sure that you understand who it is that you're going to attract. 
once you understand all these different things and understand the problems, those big seven problems is going to be the things that you're going to that you're going to focus on when it comes to serving your perfect client. So if I know what my big seven is, now I actually have a roadmap of what I'm going to stay and teach and stay in that lane. So for within our BLN community, our Business Leaders Network community, we focus on leadership, sales, marketing, systems, processes, finances. We will never have someone get up and talk about health and wellness and fitness inside of our group because it doesn't contribute to those other things, even though I'm a fan of health and wellness and fitness. But when we're when we're serving our perfect client, that doesn't fit within our big seven. That doesn't fit within the lane of the things that we want our, our members to, to actually learn to help them with growth inside of their business. So what are those big seven? The, the big seven is the things that you're going to teach on when you have opportunities to go on a podcast. Your big seven is the things that you're going to create lead magnets on. You're going to create trains for. You're going to create you know your email campaigns, whatever it may be, but you stay in that lane and now you actually have some foundational pieces of knowing what to say. Because so many people say, what am I going to teach? I'm going to build a community. What am I going to teach? What am I going to talk on? Well, do you understand the problems that you solve? When you identify those key problems, the big seven, now you know what you can actually teach because you stay within those lanes. So you got your big seven. When it comes to optimizing a community so you can work less and make work more or make more money, we, we, you got to understand all those key foundational pieces, but you also got to think about what is what do I want this community to look like and to feel like? So within our business leaders in your community, we want to go after speakers, coaches, authors, and service professionals, those that serve these type of people. Because you're going to have podcasters, you're going to have marketers, you're going to have copywriters, you're going to have accountants, you're going to have tax professionals, you're going to have all these other fractional other professionals that services speakers, coaches, and authors. And when they're under that umbrella, you're building a massive machine of people that can all work together and to help each other grow. So what do you want your community like? Who do you want to be part of that community? What do you want that community to do or to, to be part of the community to be able to serve? So if you want to have a good community, you know, one thing one thing I learned about business itself, especially community. So if you guys are building a community and you want to you want people to stay, you need to understand you need to figure out the formula of how you can get people to engage. The more engagement people have inside of your community, the more they're bought into the vision of the company, the longer they're going to want to stay because now they feel invested. So when people are like, oh, man, I want to build a community of, of, of what entrepreneurs, a community of women for health and fitness, but I don't know where to start, what to do. Well, you got to go back to those foundational pieces, but how can I get them to engage? Or they say, well, I only want to do one call a month or two calls uh, a month. And I'm like, well, is that keeping people engaged? Are you top of mind? Well, I guess you could do that, but then you wouldn't be able to charge, you know, a higher quality price. The other thing about a community is now you're creating a membership subscription model that people continue to pay you over and over and over again every single month. Now you're having predictability inside of your business where you can say, hey, I know what I'm going to be making three, six or 12 months from now because of the community that I have. Will it go up more? Of course. I hope that you're excelling, you're growing. Will it go less? Maybe if you're not continuing growing your community. But you're building that subscription model. And if you guys are in the, let's just say you're in the B2C model. Well, a B2C model typically for, and what I mean by B2C, a business to consumer. You're a fitness coach selling to other consumers and not business owners. So a B2C, if you're selling a B2C, you want to build a community of B2C, so that you're a health and wellness professional, whatever it may be, and you have other consumers, 
And you're thinking about like, what should I sell them? Well, it's all based off the value you give. But I can honestly say from other communities that I helped build, something around $47 to $97 per month would be a good place to start. If you're going towards B2B and you're, and you're going after business owners, well, business owners look at money differently than a B2C. We look at it as more of an investment. So we're more likely want to invest in different things that's going to help our businesses and personal development grow. We see networking completely different than a B2C. So if you're building a B2B type community, you can start your price point anywhere from starting out at $97 a month all the way up to $500 or even $1,000 a month, depending on what you're getting. And then you can look at this as almost a mastermind community. People coming together to really help each other solve problems so you can go out there, grow, and make a bigger impact. You're helping each other grow your network. You're helping each other grow in certain problems. You're helping each other in all these different business ideas, wherever it may be, so you can all continue to grow. And now, a word from our sponsors. Ready to elevate your coaching business and make a profound impact? Discover your roadmap in J.R. Spears' book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Immerse in wisdom earned through years of successful coaching, presenting a strategic battle plan to navigate challenges and seize opportunities. Don't just survive, but thrive in your industry. Get your copy at www.jrspear.com today. Let this guide be your companion in your journey to a powerful coaching empire. Transform your business and make a bigger impact now. And now back to the show. Okay. So let's just take that for simple math. If you're building a community that's B2B and you're charging somewhere around $97 per month to start out, well, then you get 100 people inside your community paying you $97 a month. Well, 100 people at $97 a month, that's about $10,000 in monthly reoccurring revenue, a little bit less, 9,997, whatever it may be, or whatever whatever that math is. But for easy math, you got 100 people paying you around 100 bucks a month, that's going to be about $10,000 in monthly reoccurring revenue, which equates to about $120,000 a year inside of your business. Well, you use this community as your funnel system to filter to your high ticket type programming service. So I own multiple businesses for myself, and I use BLN as my funnel system to get people in, to build relationships so that I can sell to my high-ticket type services. And the cool thing is I don't have to hard sell anyone because they all get to know me. They trust me. They like me. We figure out the pain points that they have and say, hey, you know what? JR has what I need. I want to hire him for my services. So the relationship is a natural progression that happens over time. This is not a short-term game, but a long-term game. So when you think of the long-term game, well, that's how success really happens. Everything starts to compound over time, but you got to engage and you got to making sure you're putting in that time. So when you're building a community, you got to figure out where you're going. What do you want it to look like? Who's your perfect client that you want to have inside of there? You got to figure out the things that you want to teach inside of your community. You got to find ways to get people engaged inside of your community. And you got to figure out that price point. So if you want to optimize a community well, the simple answer is to really grow a thriving community is one, you got to have the right price point. But more importantly than just the price point, you have to figure out ways to get your community engaged. How do you do that? Well, this is a constant learning curve that even we are trying to you know, constantly figure out and what we can do. So some ways, let's just say you're going after a B2B community. Some ways to have people engage and to be more involved is by getting them to, to lead a lesson on their expertise, as long as it fits under one of the big problems that, you, that you're that you solving in the community. 
So for us, if I have someone that's proficient and expert on leadership or sales or marketing or systems and processes or whatever it may be, well, then I can invite them to come and lead that call. I can invite them to be part of a panel discussion. I can invite them to engage and lead that conversation. Now they feel invested. Now they are engaged in our community. Now I am giving them authority inside of our community. And when you give someone a position of authority, when you give someone an opportunity to be a leader in your community, they feel like they're actually part of something bigger than just themselves. So you need to figure out what can you do to help people get engaged in your community. So that's one way that you can do it for B2B, lead, help them lead a workshop, help them uh, get involved in your events, be able to speak from your stage or doing whatever that it may take for that. So figure out how you can get them engaged. And if you guys are doing more B2C, so B2C model, how can you get them to do, how can you get someone B2C to engage? Well, no different. Have, uh, have them come on and get people to share different stories. So they talk about different stories of, you know, coming on here saying, hey, what did you do this week to help you become more healthy? What did you do to, you know, engage your family a little more? So you guys did this fun activity. Talk about this activity. Give ideas and share and inspire and mastermind over those ideas that can help you guys grow so that other people can have ideas to help their, help their families, to help their friends or whatever area that you're teaching on and grow. But you get, if you, if you really want to optimize your community well, and you want people to stay longer, to be engaged, to be part of what you're doing, you got to get them to engage inside of your community. You got to have it priced right. You got to get them engaged. You got to find opportunities for them to impart and to be part of what you are doing. Why is community important? There's a lot of reasons why community is going to help everyone grow. And I can hit on a, a few different things, but one example that I really like to give is, you know, I use the example of a church all the time. You know, I'm a Christian man. I'm very involved in my church. I like to, you know, participate in different things, but a church, they are amazing at getting free help from thousands of people every single weekend. Why? How? Well, they're clear on their vision. They're clear on their message. And everyone in that building is aligned with that message and that vision. And when everyone, and when everyone's bought into that vision, they want to support and go after what that same vision is. But when you think about a church, people continue to show up week after week after week, all year round. They're investing their time. They're participating in vacation Bible schools. They're doing different men's groups and family groups and all these different things and coming to the Sunday services and, and just doing whatever it takes to just be involved and raising their hand and doing leadership roles, whatever it may be. But people continue to do that and show up every week because of community, because of the vision. Are you clear on that vision? Are you clear on the, are you, do you have the right community involved? Are people excited to be able to come and hang out with other people in your community? Are they building relationships? Are they engaging? When they do, people want to stay. And when you're building a community of people that want to show up week after week and month after month, they're going to, you're building a community of Raven fans. They're going to want to tell all their friends. And now it's a natural growth. Now you're not having to go out there and hard sell and hard pitch more people all the time because people that are excited about what you have to offer and what you're bringing together are going to tell their friends, their coworkers, their family about what you have to give. You know, we all say if you, you know, if you go out and watch your, uh, an amazing movie in the theater, you can't wait to tell everyone about it so they can go watch it too. If you went to one of your favorite restaurants, you just had like the most delicious meal that you can't stop thinking about because it was just so good. Well, you want to go tell everyone about it. What can you do 
to build a community of raving fans? Well, it starts with engagement, but it also starts with transformation. The more stories you create, the more transformations that you help people get, the more people you have talking about what you have to offer. There was just a, not even that long ago, you know, my business was going, my coaching business was going, growing like, like crazy. I had over a hundred plus clients in, inside of my business. And I was just, it seemed like every week I was getting new clients and new client after new client. And yeah, I can make that sale. Yeah. I was drawing them in. Yeah. I was getting a lot of referrals and stuff like that, but I hated doing what I was doing. And it just became not fun anymore. I was burnt out and it was just, it was just not the right community. It wasn't the right people. I wasn't serving the right audience. I didn't really take the time. I was identifying the perfect client and making sure it was people that I enjoyed hanging out with. But not just that, I stopped serving them well because I was so focused on that next sale after that next sale, getting that more money, or maybe I can increase my rates for the next person and increase my rates for the next person and just keep going up until people stop saying no. And I made this little game of like, okay, how high can I go in my price and how many people can I get in here? And I got a lot of people and I got a lot of clients, but I stopped serving my clients and stopped creating transformation stories. That led me to burnt out, that led me to anxiety attacks, that led me to panic attacks, and that led me to hating doing what I was doing. So I had to make some transformations in my business and really figure out what is it that is going to that I want to enjoy doing. And that's when I started really diving in even deeper of who is it that I want to serve? How can I get people bought in and want to stay? Not just for one month or one year, but year after year. How can I create a community of raving fans? You got to focus on vision. You got to focus on purpose. You got to make sure you're attracting the perfect client. You got to make sure that you are getting your the people in your community involved so they're engaged and bought into what you're doing. And you got to help create transformation, serve them, connect them, let them be part of what you're building. Stop making it just about you and understand it's about them. Here's a quote that I live by, serve first and ask later. When we focus on helping more people get what they want, you're eventually going to get what you want. They may not pay you for everything right now. I give away my best stuff for free all the time. I give away coaching services for free all the time. And that's because I want to serve first. And then later on, people will eventually come to me and give me what I need. Thank you for listening to The Daily Creed. We hope you enjoy. For more, connect with us at www.blncommunity.com. That's www.blncommunity.com. We'll see you here next time.